Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com, where we are liberty over security, principle over party, and truth over your favorite personality. Welcome, JC. Howdy, howdy. Welcome to the craziest week of the craziest year. Again, still? Again, still. The year that never ends. Do you remember that song you used to sing at camp or on the bus? This yeah. is a song that never ends. It goes on and on, my friend. Yeah? Yep. That's what 2020 is. The year that never ends. Getting close. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. What do we got going on here? Look at all. I just, I love to see our people. Hey, look, Peaceful Pond Place Sweet Shops. You guys sponsored the show this week. All right. And we've been munching on chocolate. <laughs> Hello for from Kamafornistan. You know what? I'm beginning to think there's more like that than just California. Welcome from what's this from communist hell which could be like 37 states in the union at this point. Look at all, you know what I like about our people? They talk to each other. They're like friends now. Right. They have like inside conversations. How's your kids? You know, how's that, how's how's that ingrown toenail thing coming along? You know, they're all personal and they, they love each other. Why? Because, because we're not leftists. How's your mom and them? How's your mom and him? Mm-hmm. Mayonnaise a lot of people around here. <laughs> <laughs> so what's up? Craziness. What's no, here we go. Are you ready? I am. As a matter of fact. There you go. Oh, Christine's pushing buttons. I don't know if Stalin really said it, but it is really true. And that's what we're seeing, you know? And I think that's what the American people are experiencing today. Mm-hmm. And I'm just seeing some crazy things going on. And I'm not saying I, there's fraud. I'm not saying there's definitively hanky-panky going on. I'm just saying there's some weird stuff. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Look at this. See, this was the one thing. You pointed this out in your Instagram. It is interesting. That is is very, very interesting. Very peculiar. mm -hmm. I'm a numbers guy. I am a numbers gal. Look at the numbers. That's maybe why we get along. It is. uh, Yeah, it's it's fascinating. Um, The Republican for Michigan Senate seat beats the Democrat, at least according to the last count at, at 99%, beats the Democrat by 16,000 votes, yet Biden beats Trump by over twice that many. So it's a very odd split. Those splits happen. But it's still uh, odd, it is, given the surroundings. It's, it's rare, and uh, it it is, it is um, I would say, more peculiar in such an in, intense yes uh, intensely partisan election you know what i mean so it's it's very odd for that many people to uh, vote for someone like john james and then vote for biden well it's, what's what's interesting jc is maybe people strange. don't realize the majority of your voters will vote a party yeah and, and, yeah and somebody asked on uh, on facebook when i shared shared this about the third party when maybe they voted for this guy then voted or voted uh, voted voted for him because there's no third party alternative yeah there were actually matching thought third party candidates so they could have voted third party at the both levels senate level too yeah in fact um most of those votes match up so when you see whatever party you know constitutional party candidate uh in the presidential race then got the same amount in 
the Senate, you know, and I don't, I don't remember which party. I'm just saying Constitution Party as a just as a made up example. There's like Green Party candidate and different ones. But anyway, it was. Uh, it's just really uh, odd. This yeah, is the other seem, thing. It didn't seem the, the third party issue didn't seem to account for that. This is the split. other thing that is is kind of strange to me. How one candidate gets 100 percent of the votes in a county. Yeah, what are the statistical yeah. odds of that? I mean, it's I suppose just it would depend so on the county unlike... and the size of the county. Uh, some of these, you know, intensely Democrat, intensely small Democrat urban spots, I could see that. Uh, but yeah, looking at certain places, that's obviously a very strange thing. It is an incredibly strange thing. So it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. As it so as it stands now, um, President Trump still has a path to victory. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's you know it's slim and closing, perhaps it, it, it seems. Um, but basically, we're waiting on Nevada. It's like eight thousand votes. Biden has an eight thousand vote lead in Nevada, which I mean that's nothing. And they were. I want to say 74% or so counting. Let's pull that up. You can talk about it. They um, So Nevada, according to 270 to win, Nevada, Arizona, Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania are still out. Yeah. Yeah. And you won't get the numbers on those. But um, so I think it's a 74%. But anyway, the thing in Nevada, they're, they're not, uh, they're they don't put it they're not going to be putting out the data and all that sort of stuff you're not going to know anything like they're absolutely silent about this i think they said until tomorrow um so you won't you won't know anything anything from there 75 percent, and uh, i think it was about eight is 000. that accurate yeah it's about eight thousand vote difference yeah still the same eight thousand vote difference and they just they're they're still counting but they're not publishing it there's uh they're is that for like some kind of dramatic effect so they can have the mic drop moment or no, just integrity. I guess they're, they're just, uh, just the way they do things. But so Trump is ahead 300,000 votes in Pennsylvania with 87% reporting. Yeah. So it's pretty far along as far as the count, but the story is, yeah, the story that there are a million votes. Their story, million is. votes left to count the mail in million mail in ball ballots that they're counting. Um, and a hundred percent of them go Joe, to Joe Biden. Well, the Biden campaign <laughs> is saying that they're they're getting seventy to seventy five percent of share of the mail in ballots, so they think they'll win Pennsylvania. Um, the Trump campaign says they're up enough and they're they're going to get more than that. I, I think the split has been something like somewhere around 60, 40 is actually mm -hmm. the way it's ended up. And uh, so with with a million. Right. So you're talking what is Trump? Trump has something like five hundred thousand. Uh, so it's twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, thirty one. So right around three hundred thousand. OK. Uh, so then if, if the 60, 40 would hold true, there's a million votes, then Joe would get 600,000. Um, and, uh, president Trump would get an additional 400,000, which would make Trump, which would put Trump ahead by a hundred thousand votes in Pennsylvania. So if, if that 60, 40 holds true, if the 60, 40 holds true, then Biden wins. No. Then Trump wins. Trump would win. Okay. Uh, Pennsylvania. Would win Pennsylvania. If, if the, you know, average share, what we've been, what they say, what they've been reporting, you know, the polls, not, not the polls, but uh, the, the um, uh, data coming back on the counted ballots, you know, throughout the country and in Pennsylvania and in these swing states. So it's been about a 60-40 split for Biden in the mail-in ballots. So if that's the case, if there, like I said, if there's a million and it sticks to the 60-40, Trump being up up, up about 300,000 votes, then that puts Trump at a final tally of, of plus 100,000. Obviously, that could veer, you know, that could fluctuate either way. So you're talking about still an incredibly tight race that could go either way in that state. North Carolina is even closer. In, when you throw in, um, when you throw in voter fraud, 
which that that's the big concern and big fight now. So when you throw in Pennsylvania in particular is what uh, the Trump team, Rudy Giuliani and the attorneys are. Yeah, Rudy Giuliani was really going crazy over that today. That there's irregularities and voter fraud. Then we have a video. We actually have a video out of Pennsylvania where this is Michigan. Is that Michigan? Yeah, so it's Michigan. Uh, okay, it's Michigan. But Pennsylvania has a long history of corruption in the electoral system. So that's that's uh, that's what's happening. So you know, let's watch this if video. You're a praying person, pray against pray against the voter fraud. Yeah. Um, and uh, just pray that pray that you know all both sides would have access to the ballots and be able to observe the counting. And uh, that all the votes that are supposed to be counted are counted. Now, let me show you guys this one. We'll go ahead and make it bigger there for you. With the counting, just as the Democrats are in counting. Now, Mr. Sims has said that there are COVID rules that he cannot break. And therefore, he's not allowing these people in. If that is the case, let's take 10 or 12 or 15 Democrats out and let 10 or 12 or 15 or 19 Republicans in. Even it up. These, these fine people have been on a rooftop in the sun as they are well-behaved, well-groomed, uh, all uh, cooperative and patient. And they merely want their opportunity to help count and watch the counting. <laughs> so apparently the only people counting in this Michigan district are Democrats and the Republicans there are there to help count and they're being told they can't help count because of COVID. Yeah. So only Democrats can count the votes because of COVID. That's what's happening in Michigan. So <laughs> what? Meanwhile, the guy standing in the door without his mask. Right. Right. So here's the thing, JC. If something like this were to go to lawsuit, this is the kind of evidence that would overturn and cause question or maybe even recount of votes. Yeah, I would think okay? recount. Yeah, so recount of votes. So then what happens then upon recount that they actually discover shenanigans and now all of these counts, all these votes are, are discarded because the court said this is unlawful voting practice. This is obviously deceptive voting practice. The court says you have to go back and recount all these votes in this district. Right. Mm -hmm. And so then they go back and count. They discover that there was misaction. And now what you have are people who not only tr do not trust the election system, they don't trust the courts either. Thank you, Joni D, for your super chat. Even if Trump wins, this country is still going downhill really quickly. We need to take back big tech education and the media to solve this problem. Indeed. And I would put education in. I mean, at this point, big tech is education, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's all one. You've got right. you've got Microsoft in the all classroom everywhere. All it's all one thing. It's all about information and training people in information. It's consolidation. And I mean, that's again, that's the philosophy. That's always the end of all these philosophies is consolidation. Well, that's interesting because that's part of the Marxist principle is to consolidate agencies into one agency. Consolidate everything. Yeah. Well, that's one world government, one world religion, one world leader, one world military, one world economy. It's consolidation. So the question then becomes this. With the lack of confidence in the voting system, because that's going to be really big, because I don't think I don't you know, no matter who wins, neither side is going to be confident of the end result.
Yeah. Yes. I mean, at this point, with all everything, I mean, Biden comes out. What was that speech? Biden came out and said, I'm not here to declare that I'm a winner, but yeah, and that's, I won. Right. And that <laughs> stuff's fed by the media. So it, it was I thought it was it's incredibly interesting to watch the reactions because you've you've seen the. I don't know what else to call it, but a psyop, the psyop that's been ongoing to program a response into the people you've talked about it numerous mm -hmm. times. So in the lead up to yesterday for uh, multiple months, we've heard this brainwashing, programming, messaging. Uh, what if Trump doesn't accept the results? What if Trump tries to overthrow blah, 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 all this sort of stuff. So then. Trump and Biden come out. It was, it was incredibly on display. Trump and Biden come out. The showmanship. They essentially say the same thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Biden comes out and says, I'm not here to declare the winner, but I believe when the votes are counted, we'll win. Mm -hmm. Trump comes out and, and, and in fact, not even Trump, but several of his surrogates saying, you know, we believe we've won this particular state now mm -hmm. biden essentially declared victory over, over the, the whole entire right election. over the entire election uh, trump's trump trump uh, campaign says i believe we've won the state the media from top to bottom including the so-called conservative media in addition to several republicans were apoplectic that trump was saying these things when biden said it they just sort of chuckled and moved on Mm -hmm. um so it, it's incredible to watch um you have to question when i was watching the reactions on fox and you know some of them you can tell some of them you know the ones that obviously are anti-trump uh, is, is pretty clear but i had yeah. i had to question the almost the almost uniform reaction with all of them uh you know, that they don't even recognize how much they were affected by that programming. Right. And, and they don't even see the inconsistent response, right? The different responses they have to the same thing. So it was a big deal for Trump, Trump uh, declaring an early winner, declaring himself the winner before the votes right. are counted. Biden comes out and does that. There's not a peep from anyone. Biden, uh, Trump sort of says that about some states and, People are losing their mind. Marco Rubio is chastising Trump. Um, Chris Christie's chastising Trump. Fox News chastising Trump. Obviously, Chris Wallace and those kind of people. They're, yeah, but they're, they're, they bash Trump from what day, exactly? Day but it's very credibility is Chris Christie or Marco Rubio have in any of this? Yeah, I mean none. But on, it, it's just it's just telling of the way that you see even those who still go under the, the banner of conservatism. Mm -hmm. So they're supposed to be aligned with whatever Trump stands for. Right. Um, but yet they react exactly like the uh, deranged left. Right. They, they act in unison with the deranged left. And that was Fox. I think And Fox seems to, they try to take the tact of, well, we're trying to be even handed. We show both sides. We Man, don't that is so annoying. But they they do pick a side. They seem to go Absolutely. out of their way to be to be pro Democrat, uh, either as a total ruse and participation in the side, mm -hmm. or uh, or they're they're such they're such dupes that they think that's a way that that they make themselves look objective. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ample Fourth, for your super chat. How has the MSNM mainstream media contributed to this yeah, fiasco? That, that was what conversation we just had. Yeah. Uh, and and you know, and the, not to mention all of the buildup. And we noted last night on the selection coverage uh, how CNN was making sure to transmit the the warning and motivation to their voters by keeping their map red all throughout the evening in fact i mean before before any voting ever even started they had a map on the screen on cnn nonstop that was totally red so they were kind of you know scaring the, the democrats I to move while on fox they were essentially declaring it over and done with uh for biden and if you it's very strange if you vote or do not vote 
based on what you're seeing on the news. Okay, here's I, and I get that, I, but I'm here's just, the deal. Here's, I'm just here's sorry. the deal. And this I, is where I need to mention this because this is where this is where conservatives fail. We have to, you have to get into our brains. Human beings are not primarily intellectual. They are primarily emotional. Yeah. So it is just an emotional manipulation. And, and it is a fact that emotions will overcome people when they see when they see something as a lost cause. Like mm -hmm. this is why this is what happened in Wisconsin. I believe what happened in the Wisconsin. You see the polls, the ridiculous. And, and this is the biggest takeaway of how and I hate to use the word wrong, but how inaccurate the polls were. They weren't. I don't want to say wrong. I'll say why. But how inaccurate the polls were. So they had Biden up 17 points. It consistently in Wisconsin. Right. Well, that takes an emotional toll on people who may have voted for Trump. This is vote suppression because right. whether whether you believe in principle and you try to operate by principle, you can't deny the emotional part of your being. And that that has an effect on people like it or not. And so, so those are things. And by so, by the way, the pollsters don't use the word the pollsters were wrong. They did exactly what they intended to yeah. do. This was intentional voter suppression. That's why they, that's mm -hmm. why the polls were so well, outlandish. voter suppression, voter motivation, but it was Correct. suppression of one side and motivation yeah. of the other the total side. Manipulation. Total manipulation. So here's, here's the whole Biden speech. And I just laughed when he said Alone. it. And now, after a long night of counting, it's clear that we're winning enough states to reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not That's here to declare that we've won. Winning. You, you just did. Yeah, I'm right? not you here. Ju you just to did. Yeah, I'm not here. Let's, <laughs> we have enough votes to reach 270 elect let's, electoral. Let's hear him all the way through. So that's the first declaration. To reach 270 electoral votes needed to win the presidency. I'm not here to declare that we've won. Even though I just did. But I am here to report when the count is finished, we believe we will be the winners. And I just did it With again. All the votes counted. <laughs> we have won Wisconsin by 20,000 votes. Virtually the same margin. And but I all the counts have I not been won, voted. I won the state. I, yeah. declare, I just declared I just won the declared state. he run the state. Just declared he won the, the entire not, the race. The count is not complete. Even which, though, but he just they were said. saying uh, Trump shouldn't do or else. He says with all the votes counted, we have won. Which is false. Which is false. All the votes that, have not counted. That statement, that statement, if it was in the form of a tweet from Donald President Trump. Donald Trump's account would have been flagged as false information may be deleted taken down uh, as somehow vote manipulation so uh, joe biden three times just now three times declared victory before the election was over uh while saying i'm not doing that so that is what zuckerberg zuckerberg told the senate judiciary committee in fact zuckerberg said it dorsey said it and whatever the Indian guy Google that was said supposed that to be had... the entire purpose yes. of the media in this election post-election campaign. The whole purpose of Facebook, Twitter, of Instagram, the whole purpose of the mainstream media was to be the guardian of the airwaves to make sure that we didn't have people prematurely declaring victories. That right. was, I mean, that was the whole Axion interview with, with Zuckerberg. Yeah. That was his whole interview. No, we, we, we must, we must be confident that we can come to a consensus. He said, we cannot yeah. have candidates declaring victories. And we watched, uh, we watched the four hour, sent or listened to as we were driving the four hour Senate judiciary hearing. And part of that hearing was mm -hmm. all three of those big tech people responding to this question. What will you do if Trump prematurely declares victory before all votes are counted? Do you have a contingency plan for that? All of them said yes. This. OK, so the key is none of them were asked 
if Biden does this, do you have a contingency plan? It was all if Trump does this. So Trump, mm -hmm. Trump gets blocked and censored and labeled. Joe Biden, we watched this. We watched this on Fox News as they were watching him say it live. Right. They didn't stop it. They didn't cut away. They didn't do anything. And when he was done declaring victory at least three times in that speech before the votes are accounted, they didn't say a word. Right after that was done, they did a segment about how inappropriate Trump's comments were uh, in saying that they think that they they're winning Pennsylvania and yep. that they won Arizona. But totally inappropriate. And matter of fact, uh, it was Wallace said this is a, uh, I believe, flammable situation. And Trump just threw a match on the fire. By saying they they believe that. They're the victors in these two states. But here you have no Biden. No problem when Biden. You have, it. but but talk about the whole match on the fire thing, right? Let's just look at the facts of this now. You have Biden three times in a, a thirty-second period declaring himself the winner, Kamala, and I the winner, right? Mm -hmm. In in less than a thirty-second period, you want to talk about throwing a match on something. Excuse me, the buildings are being boarded up, not because angry Trump supporters are going to trash the place if Trump doesn't win. Right. The people that are going to trash the place are the people who ran around talking about how they were Biden, Kamala Harris supporters. So now you have Biden declaring himself the victor. Exactly right. Three times in 30 seconds, which means if he is not the victor, which is still possible, Trump, which is still Trump could possible. win Nevada, Pennsylvania. He's the president, Nevada, Pennsylvania, which is still possible. Assuming he holds the southern states, that that will be the match because they're going to be like binary. Binary told us we they declare victory. How can they change it now? They mm -hmm. already declared. If they're changing it now, it's 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 fraud. Mm -hmm. Exactly right. And they're the ones that are going to burn the place down. Exactly right. Trump supporters are not going to be happy. Trump supporters are going to be very angry. Mm -hmm. Trump supporters are going to be uh, very vocal about their anger, but they're not going to burn down somebody's city over it. She didn't throw a match on that. See, that's the thing that really gets me. Throw a match on that. I wish... I wish that more people would be done with the mainstream media so, news. Yeah, I really do yeah. because so the bias you're not going to get that. You're absolutely not going to get that. The bias continues in, until the very last day in office. Now we've <laughs> been we've been talking about this, right? Given if Biden wins, six months tops, he's president. Yeah, because right, I mean, Six right months. now, right now, that's very clear. The man is very sick. clear possibility that yes. that he wins. Yes. Okay. Um. If, if uh, well, we talked about Trump's path basically at this point. So if Trump's Trump holds like Trump won Florida. If he holds Georgia, holds North Carolina, which I think both of those are are is trending that way. It's likely at this point mm -hmm. that, uh, and of course, there could be recounts in georgia as well they've already asked for a recount in wisconsin which wisconsin is irrelevant in this scenario so trump right. if trump wins uh nevada trump wins pennsylvania um he could still be president now for joe biden at this point for for what they've already called so let's, let's assume wisconsin he won uh michigan that stays that he's won and then arizona that stays he 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 won yeah. and uh all is left is he has to win he could win Nevada. So if he wins Nevada, boom, game over. He's president. So he's just that close. Either one of them really are just that close. Like so let's, winding down. let's look at and this it's still now. Anybody's race. Biden president for six months, mm -hmm. which makes Kamala president when he's gone. I give him a year. So you give him a year. Yeah. Well, I give him enough time to either become so sick that he becomes incapacitated and he can't do it. Or enough time for Nancy Pelosi to declare him incompetent. Yeah, I, I don't give him more than two years. Yeah, declare him incompetent to do this. Now, I I was listening to some people, JC, talk about Donald Trump running uh, again. 
So I don't know. Somebody on Fox said Trump Gut, 20, yeah, 2024. Yeah, 2024. So I went back to my my handy dandy uh, uh, Wikipedia page. Now, you guys know I don't do the Wikipedia page thing very often, but just Wikipedia has this really great list. list of presidents of the United States. And it has really good information in it because it not only gives you the president, it gives you the party, it gives you the vice president, right? And so I'm scrolling through and I'm thinking... Who's the presidents? How many, if any, are actually presidents that have served non-consecutively? Only one. Only one, Grover Cleveland. So Grover Cleveland, who was a Democrat, uh, was president from 84, 85 to 89, and then president again from 93 to 97 with Benjamin Harris, Republican in the middle. So it's not unheard of. It's been done before. I've don't th if I were Donald Trump, there's no way I would run again. I'd be like, screw you guys. I'm taking my money and going somewhere else. He doesn't need to run for president, but yeah. he didn't need to run the first place. And I remember seeing in one of the videos not too long ago about how um, the president, uh, Donald Trump, had given an interview and said, you know, I'm sick and tired of watching what's going on. Uh, that's the only reason why I would run for president. So if he ran for president because he was truly sick of government, then he could stick around and run again in 2024. But I found some really interesting information that I thought that I would share that is relevant to the Harris-Biden relationship. If Biden is declared incompetent or something else happens and Kamala Harris becomes president. I want you to notice here. I'll go back up to the top so you can see this. These are the vice presidents in the administrations. Look at this. Vacant. Vacant. Mm -hmm. Vacant. Here is a vacancy through the entire presidency. Uh -huh. Vacant. 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 Vacant vacant. There is no reason historically and by precedent and even by constitution for Harrison to the for Harris to even have a vice president. Mm -hmm. It could be Empress Kamala Harris. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what a czar is. A czar is a single ruler. And with the communist agenda that they have, right, that's that's how she would she would her statements of heavy handed rulingness are, are not uncommon. I mean, she said, we're coming after your guns. Hmm. I'm going to stop coming after your guns. And we would not actually be surprised at the heavy handedness that she would carry as a president because that's how she ran her office as an attorney general. Yeah, for sure. No, it's interesting with her in particular. Total tyrant. The. Uh, you know the the BLM ravings uh, for the last year plus. Everything that they allegedly hate, everything that BLM and Antifa allegedly hate, um, Kamala Harris represents. She is that. She is the yeah. poster child. Yes. For everything they say they're what? against. It's now, you... other th other than the color of her skin, which which some of them, uh, right? Some of them actually hate her because of that because she's not uh she's not pure yeah hey guys do me a favor and hit the thumbs up while you're in the chat room with us uh if you're listening and you're not in the chat room go ahead and hit the thumbs up you can help us share by the way sharing what you do to it, it, sharing the post helps us beat the algorithms what's the problem oh, something got my eye. excuse me oh <laughs> i don't here oh and i just spilled <laughs> all over the place oh crap so it's just... fascinating that <laughs> so with harris harris in a position of president um you would have as president uh someone who who could not even make it through the primary right. for her for her party in fact was just dismal and one of one of the least popular uh, candidates in the Democrat. Oh my goodness. But JC, that's how government president. works these days. Yeah. Because what happens when you, when look, look at this historically, my long-term listener kind of people out there, right? 
what happens when Congress can't get a piece of legislation passed? They stick it in the uh, in the um, the uh, ADA, mm -hmm. the NDAA. That's what it's in the, the National Defense Appropriations Act. When yeah. you can't get something passed, you bury it in a must pass. Right. So they can't get Kamala elected. Her entire her own party would never have chosen her as president. I am absolutely confident of that. And that so they buried her underneath Biden. I'm telling you, my dad, longtime Democrat, would have never voted to put Kamala Harris. He would have not shown up. Right now, that's, of course. Uh, why we have a situation, obviously, that there's still question. You don't have any confidence. Do you have any confidence in the quality, in, in the veracity of these votes in the vis this count, JC? Any confidence? Um, well, I mean, no, no, not, not in some of these states. Yeah. So not at all. Right. So here's, here's the thing, right? So you bury her behind <laughs> Biden and you get it done. Now you guys know I'm a, I'm a former prosecutor and I'm, I was a prosecutor by choice. There's a lot of people who are prosecutors because they can't get another job. But I was actually a prosecutor by choice. I loved my job. I loved what I was doing. And I believe I did it with a great integrity. Mm. Great integrity. So I'm telling you, when I look at Kamala Harris as an attorney general, she is a disgrace on that practice. An absolute disgrace. The woman running around talking about how she was, she is the savior for the black people to come, was a tyrant who went after black people to put them on death row with little to no evidence at all, just for her record, just to appease her ego. And that's not my words. Those are the words of, of, the people in California who are minorities who fought her, right? Thank you, Larry Rogers, for your uh, grant super chat. Curious if either of you have read the open letter to President Trump from Archbishop Carla Maria Vagano. If not, research, it's worth a read. I typed in Archbishop and then immediately came up. Yeah. I've actually read it. Interesting. Yeah. We we have uh, JC and I have a very very good friend who is uh, the founder and leader of a group called Catholics for Freedom of Religion, and she actually sent it to me. So I have read it. Yes, hmm. it's it's pretty amazing. It's pretty amazing. There's some pretty good stuff in there, and I'm not Catholic, right? But it's interesting um, in light of what the positions that the Pope is taking, look, seeing some of what's in there. Well, but here's the thing, JC. That's not the position the Pope's taking. Mm. What you're seeing in the media is a media manipulation of what the Pope actually said. Interesting. I'm actually, you know, because the Reading. first time when that came out, I was like, hey, Barbara, is that actually what the Pope is saying? And she says the Catholics are all crazy because this is what the media is reporting that he said. Well, it turns out, remember, uh, those of you who know, I go to Long Island a lot, right? So I have taught in the Catholic churches up there. One of the parishes that I actually taught in, one of the associate priests did an amazing in-depth study and expose on on, I mean, he went to the original source, just like we say you're supposed to, went to the original source and got the entire speech of the Pope, went through it and discovered that what was happening was the what the media was taking things out of context, cherry picking statements and then lining them up as if they were continuous uh, statements. What's always the media technique? I mean, you really you, you can't really hardly believe 
anything they're saying. I mean, I don't know if you can believe well, anything. You you can you can be for the pope. You can be against the pope. You can like the pope. You can hate the pope. You can think he's a good guy. You can think he's not a good guy. The problem is the truth is the truth. He either said what he said or he didn't say what he said. Right. And the problem with this situation is not whether you like the pope or you appreciate the pope or you're Catholic or not. The problem with the situation is that the media completely transformed a very specific speech mm -hmm. where just like they did with Trump. Yeah, the, the very fine people hoax. Yes. So very just like he did with Trump with the very fine people or all Mexicans are racists and rapists, rapists and, and, and rapists and criminals. They did the exact same thing with the words of the pope to turn the Catholics against them each other. Interesting. To sow division in the Catholic religion so that they would come together. They So they wouldn't come together. Because remember, you don't want unity in a group. We hear you, Catherine. We don't want unity in the group. That's what the media says. Why? Because you divide and conquer. That's how that works. So in, oh, look at all those likes you guys thank you so much for going in and liking and i know i've seen it you guys are having really really a lot of trouble sharing but the 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 uh trick is to go up into the the um what is that called in the address bar copy and then paste when they won't let you share oh man so chris ann hall uh, for president i don't i don't think so, so um <laughs> it looks like it, 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 it's another interesting thing about the the alleged results of this election is the one the losses what's even more unusual than what we showed before about the splits in the various states are the losses in the house mm -hmm. so the that's the other curious so the democrats thing. the republicans kept the senate and they gained seats in the house gained seats in the house but yet the democrat president allegedly wins uh so that's another odd thing that um you know it, it, there was this massive prediction of the blue wave in the house and uh taking the senate all this sort of thing none none of that none of that happened and in fact was the opposite um but yet we have that that result. So any of you, I'm, I'm watching a lot of chat in the chat room there, JC, a lot of talk about qualifications for president. Uh, okay. Go to yeah. my YouTube channel and watch the parable of the end of the dromedary. I thought okay? that was removed. No, my parable of the dromedary was not removed because I didn't say anybody's names. We didn't make any direct applications. We created a parable. Yeah. So go watch the parable of Uncle Sam and the dromedary. And that will help you understand. And 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 we've had kids watch it and get it from the parable of the Uncle Sam and the dromedary. It's a little cartoon thing that I did just to help you understand. There's one more thing, JC, that has really jumped up my craw that I want to talk about. I want to talk about in the last 15 minutes that we have, I want to talk about this crazy nonsense of minimum wage. And for some reason, people that I thought were thinkers don't get this. Hmm. What's wrong with minimum wage? Right? Well, uh, it costs a lot to live these days. What's wrong with, with people making $15 an hour? So number one, there's nothing wrong with people making $15 an hour. What's wrong is when the government mandates a wage. And what happens then is that you have to, yeah, it's criminal that you have to use a parable to exercise free speech. You're right. Absolutely. But in order to understand how this works, right, to mandate a minimum wage does not give you more money. It gives you less money because number one, what happens is you raise the cost of living. Yeah, well, you have more. That person who gets the raise has more money, quote unquote. But, but the, you have less buying power, right? Because the money's not worth anything. So you you didn't you didn't get anything. But, but not only that, you are probably not going to have a job, right? Because fewer people will be able to be hired 
because businesses can't afford to pay 15 people $15 an hour. They could maybe pay 10 people $7 an hour, but they're not going to pay 10 people $15 an hour. So you have a dilution of money, which will uh, increase the cost of living because the buying power is diminished. There'll be fewer jobs and more kiosks, by the way. And you're not actually getting anything out of this. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. No, I was just waiting. Just listening. I mean, yeah, you know, it's a. It blocks entry-level workers and um, low-level, low-wage employees are harmed because if you're a business owner, you don't cut, you know that. So you're taking on, you're taking on a loss. You're taking on a cost, right? Taking on a loss because you think about, say, you got a, a minimum, a, you know, entry-level worker, got a high school unskilled labor working for you, making ten dollars an hour. All of a sudden, you have to pay, uh, pay that guy. Uh, $15 an hour, right? It's $5 raise, so 40-hour a week. What is that? $200 a week uh, over the month. That's $800 a month. $800. Suddenly, you have to pay an extra $800 a month. That's a that's a pretty sizable portion for a small business owner. Mm-hmm. So you you have to you have to do something um, to you know to basically uh, uh, what do you call it? You suffer that loss in the sense. And what are you going to do? You got to cut. You don't cut the guy at the top. No. Right. You, you cut at the bottom because I'm going to cut what I'm what I'm able to lose. So the guy at the higher paid guy, he's the higher paid guy because he has more skills. He has more experience. This guy's more valuable and contributes more to my business. So then I'm going to cut unskilled labor. So it's the unskilled workforce, the entry level uh, workers. And in many cases, that is a minority community. So this so minimum wage is, uh, in a sense, a racist (laughs) policy because it hurts minority workers more uh, than most. And so it's this is a a extremely detrimental uh, idea on many levels. So, Aubrey, we're talking about minimum wage because the state of Florida has just passed a mandatory, not just simply legislation, but a constitutional amendment mandating $15 minimum wage. And it is, it is what bankrupts states. So they, yeah, they say there's no such thing as a dumb question, but that Audrey was a dumb question. Yeah. Why do we think the minimum wage is worth discussing? Yeah. Uh, Well, we just said why. Yeah. So if you missed it, rewind. So your hot dog. Economic illiteracy is one of the greatest threats to this republic. Uh, This is the economic illiteracy, which is the reason why we're discussing the issue of the minimum wage. Economic illiteracy undergirds the election of someone like Joe Biden is one of the very reasons that people like Joe Biden and Ocasio-Cortez and all the other Marxists are elected is because of economic illiteracy. So idiots think they can just vote themselves a pay raise. And, and this is something that uh, is, is an absolute wrecking ball uh, for this nation. So, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of the most important things to talk about. Let me let me mention this. OK, what is the argument of why, you know, just throwing out their their bone? Why do we need to have a $15 minimum wage? They call it a living wage, by the way. What they say is uh, we can't live on $8 an hour. Well, number one, entry level positions are not supposed to be where you're living. Right. Right. Number two, you can't live on eight dollars an hour. So you want the to the government to tell your employer that they have to pay you fifteen dollars an hour. Well, you're packing burgers and stuff and tacos for fifteen dollars an hour. Now your burgers and your tacos cost not two dollars, but six dollars. So now because you have to pay six dollars for your tacos and your burgers, all of a sudden you can't live on fifteen dollars an hour because everything costs more. And let's not even mention the fact that guess what? You can't live at all because your job was cut because McDonald's and Taco Bell says, hey, we can replace you with a kiosk. 
that doesn't cost us $15 an hour. We can place you with an automatic checker at Walmart. We don't even need a person. We can have one person stand over six registers, pay that person $15 an hour, and now seven people are out of work. This is an important point to address that Steve brings here. Minimum wage incrementally by 2026. So this is this would be, you know, people would make such an argument about uh, about the, the minimum wage issue. So no big deal because of the incrementalism. Because you won't if notice you, it. If, if you pay attention to um, just as an example, uh, the um, stock market, right? Mm -hmm. uh, today, in fact, right? Uh, yes, part of yesterday and today and the way the stock market is is reacting. Uh, how many people are aware that uh, we have a new president? Uh, no one, because we don't. We don't have. We a new won't president. have a new president until after January. However, the markets are already adjusting. Yep, you won't so, have it. By the way, you won't know who the president is until January sixth, and you won't have a new president until January twentieth, because the president, current president's term, does not stop until January twentieth. So the business community react reacts to to what's coming right they react to these things uh that 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 are i mean even just announced or because whatever. the stock so the market's gradual, all speculation the gradual, it's not just speculation speculation i mean stock market is but as far as within the business realm it's planning you have to mm -hmm. plan yeah. what you're headed for so the idea that well it's incremental so you know we're not going to really see any effect uh that that is not necessarily the case because businesses will make adjustments for what what's coming so you could already see the effects of um obstacles for entry level workers uh getting rid of low low level employees so you you will see effects and people and then the move toward more automation you're not going to wait until 2026 to to do all this stuff like it's gradual so we won't do anything about it no people will be moving so obviously uh, clearly you would have a greater effect if it's an immediate raise, you know, to $15 an hour or something like that. Cl yeah, clearly that's going to be a more immediate effect, but the argument that's out there that it's not going to have an effect because of the incremental nature, that's absolutely false. So this right here, this right here proves to me, JC, that we are dealing with such a dearth of wisdom and knowledge in America, yep. that this is the problem. Remember, Samuel Adams said, no people will tamely surrender their liberties nor be easily subdued when knowledge is diffused and virtue is preserved. Yeah, I he said, but on the contrary, when the people become, let me put that back up there so you see, when the people become universally ignorant and debauched in their manners, they will sink underneath their own weight without the aid of foreign invaders. This will do you i hope you realize this is florida florida is absolutely dependent upon tourism sure this is going to increase the cost of of vacationing and our our biggest industry in florida yeah it's it's signaling it's signaling much of economic economics is is the signaling so i mean it's it's not a good sign um for the reaction of of economic forces yeah it's not good uh so you know but here it is there it is right Min exactly that's right steve uh minimum wage should be market driven government has no place in picking winners and losers exactly right yeah i mean so you know you want to get to 15 dollars an hour by 2026 that that may that may happen you know what i mean that that could happen naturally right uh, with that, with increased productivity with increased prosperity because yeah. i had somebody say to me well we deserve 15 dollars an hour no, well don't. if you deserved 15 dollars an hour you'd be paid 15 dollars an hour exactly right and so that's the problem you this entitlement mentality no, you don't deserve anything but what you're doing. Well, my boss won't pay me what I, you know, what I deserve. Go get skills. So get, you do what, do what you it takes have to get paid more. A wrong job. Yeah, or get a new boss, get a new job. I mean, it, this this whole idea, my boss won't pay me what you know what I'm worth, or whatever. I mean, it's crazy. You're you're. Thank you, Toby. Toby's a first time listener. Woohoo! You don't dictate to the boss what what you're worth. You negotiate. Right. Uh, but you increase your value 
Right. Right. You increase your own value as far as determining your worth is you develop skills, you get education, you get experience. Uh, and, and that happens. It's, it's really the mentality of of the entry level worker and the no skill worker thinking you just earn automatically. You just said you should automatically have this level and then you don't have to do anything about it because you, you give the you give the, uh, you know, drive through whatever the one the people that always get our order wrong every time we go to the drive. Yeah, we were like fifteen dollars an hour that what that now motivates them to to increase their skills and to be more uh, productive and valuable for that business not going to happen so it's a direct loss to the business without without the game so you can talk all day about what what somebody deserves and who's fair and all this the system that the world operates in and i don't care what you know you can try communism marxism whatever by the way they're all capitalist systems all of them are capitalist systems they involve capital it's just a matter of who has it who has possession of it so it works this way everywhere and so it, it makes no difference about what you think you're worth it's the idea of sustaining that business in order to make profit, right, to even pay you. So you have to have a, there has to be a benefit that you give to that process. If you're forcing the business owner with no evaluation about what they're receiving in return to this wage increase, you're hurting yourself, you're hurting your business. The prices are going to adjust upward and employment is going to adjust downward. That's it. There's no way around it. That's how it works so necessity is the mother of invention or in this case the, you know your transformation but excess is the the mother of laziness right so i love what let me see if i can find this again uh somebody set it up here you know you, you had talked about so get a skills so now you're out of a job because nobody wants to pay you $15 an hour to bag groceries at Walmart. So now you go and you actually learn how to fix the kiosks, mm -hmm. right? So when people find themselves in a situation where they need a job, where they need employment, then it drives them to develop new skills. You don't fix a problem like this by throwing money at it because money, excess of money has an opposite effect. Yep. And you can, we can't go through a drive through around this country and get an order right for the minimum wage that they're getting. And like you said, the $15 is not going to make them better workers. As a matter of fact, it will it will decrease productivity. I think every student should uh, should have to go through Henry Hazlitt's economics in one lesson that should be just required teaching for mm -hmm. every student, period. Uh, so economic illiteracy is a major threat in this nation. It's a major threat in this world. Yeah. Well, there you have it. Everybody's like, oh, you live in Florida. You have such a conservative state. Aren't you lucky? No, you know what I told somebody the other day, <laughs> JC? I see JC. I, I told him, I said, you know what? I'm beginning to believe that Florida is one of the most deceptive states in the union. They are so good at looking to be what they are not. They are the exact opposite. The state of Florida is the exact opposite of a conservative, um, economically conservative, fiscally conservative, uh, uh, morally conservative state. Mm. Absolute opposite. Oh, yeah. We love Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. He's a and, and by the way, he's a really nice guy. A really humble, kind guy. Yeah. I like them. So. Yep. So there, there are multiple, the multiple fights on multiple levels, you know, and all of this is, as I, as I mentioned, we mentioned a couple of shows ago, uh, it, it's not coincidence. It's not spontaneous. It's, it's all directed by this, the globalist elite, the globalist cabal and, and, and their, uh, their allies, mm -hmm. uh, and sympathizers at every level. And so, right. you know, it's like multiple holes in the dam that, you have to plug. You only have 10 fingers. And so we have to recruit other fingers because you, you, you can't, you know, it's not one thing. It's many things. And so you're fighting Hydra, you know, but once all again, the time, I just, I, I hate to be that guy, but I got to tell you, it all boils down to education. 
Well, it's knowledge and virtue. Knowledge Sam Adams and says, virtue. Knowledge and virtue. Knowledge so, and virtue. Yeah, we need a revival of both of those things. And and we're going to have to, I mean, we have to work really hard. I think, I, I think uh, we've, we've made progress. Um, even in this last four years, I think progress is made, but I, I don't think we really recognize the depth of the problem. So I don't think in the broad scheme of things, like I don't look at what, what happened as going backwards per se, like, Oh, we, we've been going backwards. We've not been making progress. I don't believe that's the case. Um, but it's just various elements. The way various elements came together uh, is giving, apparently giving this result. But even again, even if let's say Trump pulls this out and Trump were to win, it's still razor thin either way. You, you, you're still, we're still living in a context where, we have a massive problem. Mm-hmm. We have a massive problem to address and we're running out of time to address it. Mm-hmm. Now, on the other hand, we had this sort of this discussion. I said a similar thing when Bernie Sanders ran and I'll say it again, cause you, you know, we were talking about the Senate. So, uh, Republicans made gain in the house. So they, they weakened the Democrats in the Senate or in the, in the house. And they also held the Senate. So be that, that sort of backstop in the Senate to an extent, if, Bo, if Joe Biden wins and, you know, they have the House. Uh, on the other hand, I would suggest maybe it would be more profitable had the Democrats also won the Senate. And then for two years, they're able to do what they do and really expose themselves. And people learn finally what they're all about without the distraction of, oh, he's a racist and all this other nonsense, this nonsense distraction. So if they really had full control of government for at least two years, then then maybe more people would finally get the message that we're all trying to make clear. Nothing would make it clear for you to get punched in the face yourself rather than somebody trying to tell you what being punched in the face feels like. Just a thought, just a thought. So silver lining, maybe you'd call that. Well, Oppression always drives the need for liberty. It does, but and oppression so also produces counterfeit solutions, which is how we got a lot of this stuff. Oh, so, yeah. so that's right. what you, what you say. There has to be that parallel movement yeah. of somebody making sure truth is heard and making sure virtue is promoted. So it's it's not one or the other. Well, that's why we have Liberty First University, by the way. Thanks for that little segue there, JC. But we have Liberty First University to help disciple you in this education, in this understanding. Uh, I mean, the daily show that we do here Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, is to bring you the current events so that you can apply the principles that we teach you here. Uh, And that's the purpose of Liberty First University is to bring to the people the principles that are are necessary in in having a a well run just government. And I, I'm th- I was thinking about depending on how this thing turns, uh, making a shirt maybe that says something like "I didn't vote for Marxism." Oh yeah, or there some, you go. Something like that. So any, if you if you guys have any ideas. Yeah, there you go. If you have any ideas for GodGunsLiberty.com, JC's t shirt shop. I didn't vote for Marxism. Yeah. Don't that's blame a, me. I right didn't there, vote Robin. for Marxism. What is that? <laughs> I, this is what, that would make a good shirt. Yeah, right there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I remember Neil Bortz in his little bit used to say, you shall know the truth and it shall make you mad. Yeah, well, there you are. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, guys. It's always a pleasure to spend our time with you this afternoon. Don't forget to share the show. Thumbs up on the way out or hit your like button, whichever platform that you're on. Share, 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 share. Help us defeat the AI censorship and algorithm. And we will be here, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed for you. Same bat channel, same bat time tomorrow. And I expect if new, if... Nevada comes in for Biden. They will call the election for Biden probably sometime tomorrow or the next day. Uh, And then we will enter into the litigation phase surrounding Pennsylvania, Arizona and Wisconsin. Yeah, well, Pennsylvania's are. But Nevada still leaves open, even if if Biden wins Nevada, 
he can't he he doesn't no, win far, if Trump gets Georgia, North Carolina, and Pennsylvania. No, yeah, he yeah, he wins. So as far as as far as what has been declared, mm -hmm. uh he has he's within six electoral votes, which is Nevada. So if he wins Nevada, he'll have his six. That will be exactly two seventy. So I suspect if Nevada, if they call Nevada, um so Nevada wins and then Pennsylvania, North Carolina, and Georgia don't matter? It won't matter. Correct. Mm -hmm. So they will call it for Biden. Interesting. But the litigation, because one of one of those winning states is Arizona, mm -hmm. uh, which has reports of irregularities. And Wisconsin. The Sharpies and all that stuff. Wisconsin and also has recount fraud. Wisconsin. No recount has ever been, never makes much of a difference. So I really think Wisconsin and that whole recount stuff is irrelevant. Um, you're not going to flip. You're not going to flip Wisconsin unless you discover the fraud that brings you into greater investigation. Yeah, and I just don't see that happening. Yeah, don't see that. Happening. All right, guys, whether it's Biden, whether it's Trump, we will see you tomorrow.